0: Let's see if this works. Let's just do it. All right. All right. Two-man pod. Let's go. (laughs) Let's fucking go.
1: Welcome to the Dunked On NBA podcast. I am Danny LaRue, your host. Nate will be along shortly to do- It's time to get up,
2: get out, and get back after it. Getting after it also means giving your exhausted muscles what they need to properly recover game after game. That's why real ballers choose to recover with low-fat chocolate (laughs) milk.
1: (laughs) A segment that we've been asked to do before and- I'm happy we waited a little bit, which is redrafting the 2017 NBA draft that is Tatum and Mitchell and so many that other guys. low-fat
2: chocolate milk delicious. It's got the right mix of protein and carbs, scientifically proven to refuel exhausted muscles. So get after it and posterize the competition with low-fat chocolate milk. Before we get started today, I want to remind you that it's not okay to drive stones.
1: I had Mitchell over Fox, and then Fox-Tatum was also hard. Tatum has the positional value argument because there just aren't that many forward-sized guys, and I can see with Tatum that modest improvements in skill and getting better with his body and all that could reap some real dividends because he could kind of get to his spots more reliably and it would be a less contested attempt, things like that. Maybe get to the basket more. Please get to the basket more.
2: I've been waiting for it for too long with him. He showed so much promise right away, but he really hasn't evolved a ton beyond there. And I think some of these other players may start passing him by. For you to become one of the goats of the hardcore, you'll need to drink back by real science to recover after every tough game. That's why most goats drink milk, (laughs) low-fat chocolate. It's all
3: coming
0: together. What they said he was a third tier. Yeah, they had it set up like Donovan Mitchell was in his own tier, and then they. And then Nate put uh, De'Aaron Fox in his own tier, and then he put like Tatum with the, uh, you know, the John Isaacs and, and Bayametta bias, I think is is how it went. Jesus. Yeah. No. I mean, there's Thank enough God. there's enough natural basketball there to still be really mm-hmm. high in him. Again, some things you would have thought he would have improved more on, given where he was as a rookie. But he's going to get there. He's going to get stronger. He's going to learn how to get to the line a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it's, and again, like the playmaking that always develops, like that always develops for guys, you know, of his ilk. We've seen it with DeRozan. We've seen it with Devin Booker. We've seen it with countless other players. Yeah. It's something, (laughs) it's something that develops for me. It's not so much a question of if it's kind of a question of when the guy's what? 22, 21, Uh, 20. Yeah. 22. I believe. Yeah. 20. It's going to come right in there. Late, late 21, early 22. Um, no, well, my other thing with Tatum also, like, I, the other thing is like he's clearly been getting to his spots this year. Like, that's the thing too. It's not like it's not like he's not able to get anywhere. Like in the past, kind of one of my big problems with Tatum is he's like taking fall away jumpers or like there's not really any like there wasn't many like drives or anything like that. But Tatum is kind of he's getting to the rim basically at will, not not quite as impressively as like Jalen, so to speak, because he is. When, once he does get to the rim, he does kind of shy away from the contact, a la Kyrie, which is why the free throws aren't there. Mm-hmm. But he is getting, you know, he is he is able to get the penetration and like put the moves on to, you know, get by guys. And I, I think if you can if you can do that against as a starter, against other starting players being like at either the top of the scouting report or very close to it you're you're a near all-star you're probably going to be an all-star at some point in your career i think in tatum's case with the defensive improvements we're going to see i think he's gonna be i think it's when not if he would tatum went like what one for he went one for 18 the other day and he finished like what plus 23 or something like that yeah like like jason tatum has just been like he and smart have like switched roles like (laughs) i think i said like like Danger Cart tweeted this, and it's absolutely right that, like, now, like, Marcus Smart is this playmaking, like, smooth-shooting, like, kind of playmaker, and Jason Tatum has kind of become, like, the plus impact, it almost doesn't matter how he does um, on offense, defensive player. Right now, Jason Tatum is, like, destroying everyone else on the team in plus-minus, like, like handily. Like, yeah, the, clearly... the advanced stats love him, too. I think um, Trevor tweeted out today, yeah. the only players... With a higher uh, player impact plus minus, the stat by Jacob Goldstein, but uh, he's basically just behind like yeah. Giannis and uh, LeBron and, and and stuff like that. He's he's right up there, and that's in large part due to the fact that uh, he's a really good shooter, and he gets in passing lanes and makes plays at the rim, and is a pretty good rebounder, and is playing for a team that's playing awesome right now.
1: It's sometimes easy to forget that in their early 20s that players are still, you know, five or so years away from their prime. And I think prime Jason Tatum is still an absolutely fascinating player.
2: Great basketball players know a thing or two about balance. That doesn't just mean the ability to balance well, but the mentality to balance your jump shot with shutdown defense. So when real ballers need to recover, they reach for the perfect balance of recovery and delicious taste, low-fat chocolate milk. For you to become one of the GOATs of the hardcore, you'll need a drink back by real science to recover after every tough game. That's why most GOATs drink milk, low-fat chocolate. I actually, in thinking about it more, I moved him down into my tier three.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, considering you and I are both lower on Tatum, and I've been, I think, more overtly critical. And and with Tatum now, I think, and this was a big criticism of mine in his rookie year, was that I could it seemed unrealistic, and a lot of that did bear out, that you know like the insane shooting that he
2: had and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, but, he's Back to doing that again from three, but yeah. obviously it's early. Small sample
1: size. And I think that Tatum's defense, he can be a nice cog in a successful machine, but yeah, I don't we think he can a, be a of issues, like the but, lead uh, defender. No, we don't and that's actually have uh, you know, a million much in, to ask uh, before but in are, the conversation of their, and, this and this was my original no, criticism like we actually have today. in the context uh, of a democratic high-end team government. let's say conference yeah, finals yeah, or beyond yeah, he's not your best offensive player he's not your best defensive player, and so, he could be yeah, very close on both of those and i think and, and i think it's too high
2: on both a lot of problems yeah i don't i don't see it at all that's
3: wrong i missed that the first
0: time we did that segment did he really say we don't have concentration camps here <laughs> like would we yeah. literally do. I, I think I like oh read the read the clip, but um now I just kind of overlaid it on um God just, on Daddy's so awesome. thing. Um Fuck. Nate Sorry. is is not the, a believer in Tatum's defense. Um but no that's wrong. Tatum's been awesome defensively. Um <laughs> he's just he's the defensive playmaker. Um, he's not a Kawhi. He's not like a Kawhi type defender. He's not that kind of true stopper. Um, but he is an important cog in a top three defense. I don't know what they want from him. It's weird because like they they claim to be like you know an analytics focused podcast, despite uh, not contributing to analytics at yeah. all. No, but yeah. but they but they definitely. Um, there's a certain like amount of uh, bias there, but uh... yeah, I think it. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's a part of it. I mean, w- w- I still I used to do this and still do this. I mean, you kind of double down on you pick who you who you like and who you don't like in the draft, and you usually end up ride or dying with that opinion. Uh, yeah, it is kind of a. A sinkhole because you gotta sometimes you gotta just take the L when it comes to you know let's say if you said uh, you wanted Malik Monk over Jason Tatum now we obviously know no one's that stupid no. but let's just say somewhere out there there was some just big old dumbass just some gaping asshole who said something stupid like that maybe uh, took a Ray Allen jersey and put Malik Monk I guess um, in tape over the back of it and then went to a draft party literally was, had his heart broken and slow motion when they drafted Jason Tatum. So if you're someone who did something as stupid as that, um, you know, you can still, you can still come off that hill. Um, And I I think that that might be part of this. Let's keep going. We have um, uh, a a podcast from this summer that we've been uh, sitting on here. And I, I, we just remembered it. Uh, Let's, let's hear what a couple of our friends have to say.
3: Hello, welcome to Single-Minded Conversations. I'm your host, Jesse Single. Before I took off for Germany, I interviewed Ethan Strauss. He's a reporter at The Athletic and formerly ESPN. I'm sort of fascinated psychologically by the question of what it does to you to have just like a rush of, of acclaim and admiration come at you, which, which is something that hasn't really happened to me, but i um, you know, like uh, the something. Well, you, a... you get
4: both. You get both. You get both. You know, it's it, it's interesting. I, I don't want to digress too much, but I, I think you even warned me that going on this podcast might be bad for my career, which only made me more intrigued. Oh no! You've got your admirers, Jesse. You've got you've had your admiration. It's it's had to have occurred. I mean, first of all, I appreciate it, but I think what I meant more was like, um, yeah, it's definitely a
3: mixed bag. Whenever you write about something controversial, but. Um, Terry Rozier, he's a backup point guard on my team, the Celtics. The will never die. The Celtics oh no. are the official
0: team of the intellectual dark web. We have all the course, worst people. Man. We have um, the worst fans. We we really we really do just have the worst fans. I mean, fuck, we have we have we have Bill and Doctor Bill. Like, there you go.
4: <laughs> God
0: damn it. We, oh, we, can, uh, we can also talk about uh, Bill uh, destroying Gordon Hayward's hand through d- dark inverse Riftman magic. What, uh, what do uh, Bill Simmons that's and a, uh, Jesse Single have in common? Bad. A bad uh, huh. bad uh, transphobia incident. Bill, uh, at least apologize. Oh, I didn't know that. Look it up, people. Wait, Simmons did? Simmons did? Yeah. Or, or, or I no, mean, Jesse Single other, definitely yeah, did. Yeah. That's kind of his thing um wow. but uh Being yeah a... simmons simmons did something factor. you can look it up we'll, we'll not okay. go into it well, here he's not on gonna, trial not not right now at least spreading awareness yes hey you know what we can do matt um also we can we should probably inter- introduce the show at some point right no um, let's keep going real quick uh breaking news while we are recording this portland trailblazers are signing carmelo anthony is coming a... over the wire is that a joke by Woes. are you no, that is not a joke. That is real late-breaking news as of seven minutes ago via Woj. So, wow, Carmelo Anthony back in the league with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, that's not funny at all. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a desperate move at all. Oh God, save Dave! Yeah, like all they really need to do is like trade Whiteside for someone who's good. Like I don't. Like is it that hard to find a big money? Like they could probably get Stephen Adams, and like they've got Nurkic coming back. Like I don't know. Uh, they're I mean, screwed. They have a hard? they have a massive payroll and uh, a mediocre team. Might as well bring yeah. in Carmelo. All right, here we go. I guess.
3: In a minute, let's take a quick break because I want to talk to you about some uh, slightly more political related stuff. Ethan, we, uh, you and I got lunch, feels like, it feels like yesterday, it was a very formative moment for me.
4: I'm an old man, I'm a boomer liberal, according to this, this survey, but I shrug and I go, yeah, okay. So but you told me a
3: story about uh, the NBA center, Andrew Bogut, and Jordan Peterson's
4: know, I'm not a Jordan Peterson fan. I, I don't really believe that Christianity is the skeleton key for understanding all of existence in the way that Peterson seems to. Um, but I want to see what this phenomenon is. And frankly, it was fascinating. Oh, no. I mean, less so the parts of Peterson actually talking, but it was just going there with Bogut. No. And the people who went to the event, uh, they did not, they, they were not... Proud boys, Or whatever I want to characterize it as, you know, these were mostly <laughs> hipsters and, uh, and young professionals. And I, am not even sure if they were really political people. I, you know, the opener for, for Peterson was, uh, was Dave Rubin, who I think badly misjudged no! because I think he thought that these people were obsessed with all the shit that he's obsessed with. And he made some green frogs joke or, or, or whatnot. I think he asked the audience something like, who here is a green frog online? And the, the crowd just blinked and just stared at him dumbfounded, not knowing what the hell he was talking about.
5: Sucks to be you.
4: I'm going to offer an
0: alternative explanation. Uh, that Dave Rubin oh just isn't funny at all. And that's why no one laughed at him. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck I love the idea that like I don't who oh god I can't tell That that's so, Ethan Sherwood trous, right or, correct Tom, he um, attended okay. um, a Jordan Peterson event with uh, Andrew Bogut and, Okay. Uh, he so, apparently came to the conclusion that like people were just there for like the self-help uh, yeah. uh, segments of it and had like no idea that like Jordan Peterson is like impossibly sexist and weird it's probably only like 20 percent uh, or like 50 percent wrong because but like the, the thing about the comment about me, it being like young professionals just makes me like oh and Realized, hipsters like, like that that's like yeah. those are those are proud boys that's like yes. their demographics <laughs> that's what I'm it's like a fundamental like misunderstanding of like what uh <laughs> Like, that, that like, most Proud Boys are like, uh, greaser, um, rockabilly, like, <laughs> vice cast <cast-offs>. um, <laughs> That's literally like, Kevin McGinnis to a T. Yeah. <laughs> just a hipster <laughs> professional. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's just like, I don't know. It's such a, it just goes to show you, like, what a, um, I don't know, sports. I, cause I, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I don't know. Maybe I've got the wrong read of him. I'm hoping that he's just like a, a uh, uh, kind of a technocratic, like uh, um, San Francisco guy who's yes. like, oh wow, there's, that's that's a right. marketplace of ideas. a marketplace of ideas, and just like and like in, in his mind, like there's the the hooting braying, like um, the, the chuds. Like he expected, like MAGA hats yeah. and like uh, I don't know what a Christianity, like uh, old ladies like gathered around a Bible or in just like I don't know, just braying. Um, You know, stuff like that. But instead, he was instead treated to like what the what the alt right really is, which is just like uh, uh, dad. Dad told me to make my bed like I I like Jordan Peterson because he's dad and his dad told me to make my bed. But then also in a worldview, that's it's like it's like 50 percent self-help stuff that actually does you know, uh, help guys, which is like clean your room, but then also couched in a worldview that doesn't necessarily like offend any, like, like a pose. If you like, for example, think everyone needs to be like your tribe life <laughs> or <laughs> if you like, uh, or, or just like, if, if you have like some sort of like, uh, racism that is like some sort of phony intellectual phrenology or something like that, <clears throat> Malcolm Gladwell, um, Something, some sort of worldview like that, but holy shit. Yeah, now Dave Rubin's like there for a reason, and he's making like Pepe the Frog jokes. Okay, so wait, so how do we, Matt, let's walk through this. So how do we resolve the fact then that like, that this is, because Ethan Sherwood Strauss is like Kevin Durant's like mortal enemy. Like this is, it's his nemesis. Yeah, we got to work that into the punishment, but go on. But but also like Kevin Durant is like a self-proclaimed barstool guy. But it's, like also gives off insane incel energy. I'm trying to like figure out their conflict. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's it, it seems to be like with intellectual curiosity, but like also like it's stupid. Like you're giving you're giving something that's inherently on its face dog shit stupid. Like <laughs> like praise, whereas like when people tell you, I don't know, maybe like we shouldn't like maybe we should take away a hundred of a hundred and seven billion, just like sneering out your nose out. Like, Oh, what an what an insane what an insane thing to say. But then when Jordan Peterson is telling, well, no,
3: actually, all of humanity is being ruined by the frozen characters harnessing feminine chaos, and actually, Mulan has encouraged everyone to be trans.
0: Like you, you see that, and you're like, oh. Well, Not it's true. obviously a little a little rough around the edges, but like let's let's hear this out. This this guy seems to have something to say. <laughs> you bring up a good point about it, um another uh, point of uh, confluence between uh, Jordan Peterson and Jesse Single, how oh, <laughs> they both God. got their start oh, <laughs> as no. basically just like concerned trolling transgendered God. people um i how the fuck I, I, I mean i don't know how the fuck you found that <laughs> it's incredible though it's so good this is yeah this is my gift to humanity uh just oh god melting the i brain. wish i wish it was nate i wish it was nate but i guess well I, 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 not everything can be perfect uh, these, i feel like no, will... i mean they're tight these people are these people are buds yes. they, they go out they drink milk together uh chocolate milk
5: <laughs> chocolate <laughs> milk
0: um uh, and god. uh I I think I think we can throw them both into uh, the proverbial cauldron here. Uh, I think in more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, I think we can devise a a punishment here. I think um, Nate and Ethan uh, both need to. I think they both need to come out uh, for punishment to uh, just give unadulterated praise for uh, the Evo Morales government and uh, <laughs> call the military the coup throat. for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. A full-throated defense of uh, Yeah, no Evo equivocating. Yeah. yeah, no, this is um, the lithium. It's not a, uh, they're going to recognize that this is absolutely about lithium and um, expanding American empire. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great punishment they've got to uh you know uh go take care of the uh got got to go join the uh the indigenous protesters as they uh try to restore democracy sam uh jack lucky jonathan um zayir let's let's move on uh <laughs> all of us who are here efrin uh, jonathan levy <laughs> We've all got the. Um, it's like it's literally like the end of Danganronpa where all the dead people have like the little stanchions with their picture and the X over it.
3: It's yeah. Just
0: you and me, Jared. You and... <laughs> Jared. Um, uh, who else has been um, on this show? Cole. Cole. Um, yeah, we got to get Cole back Cole's on. Good. Yeah. Um, I probably could. I just haven't um, since we started. Don't the- let him listen to. Don't let him up. listen to the show where we just we were starting like active blood feuds with pretty much every other member of the NBA. Um, no, Cole's, Cole's still cool. Um, let's no, talk. Cole's cool, but I'm saying, like, he might not want to, like, be part of a show where we're just harassing Nate Duncan. <laughs> well, no, I don't, I actually, I actually don't think they're on, like, great terms. I think uh, Nate blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I'm All pretty right. sure that that's happened. Um, All right. Yeah, no, Cole's cool. Further, further, further reaffirming that Cole kicks ass. And, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so we, we already discussed Mello. Uh, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like no chance of this working, right? Like, absolute zero. Like, is Melo gonna come ah! out and just like be absolute like fire? No. Like, there's no chance. He's, he's washed. Well, I, he's he's what? But like, I guess what I'm thinking because I keep. I'm, I mean, I'm betting the being under, almost being almost out of the league. It's gonna depend on what being almost out of the league did to Carmelo. Is he gonna be the exact same guy and just continue to like affirm that he's like? should be playing like you know stopping the ball because he could actually he has skills that could help them but just like he hasn't been able to jump in forever Sam he hasn't been able to defend yeah. in like five years he can't rebound anymore he can't move I'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry like he can't pass like even if yeah he he, can't even pass. if he played perfectly That's just took jump shots about. like he was washed two years ago I'm sorry um yeah. let's move on um, yeah <sighs> Uh, Aaron Baines – OK. Aaron Baines. We talked about posting st- stuff into existence. The, the rich Man has some great successes. He posted Time Lord onto the Celtics, and Time Lord may be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can think of like no better example of posting something into existence than the Aaron Baines fan account – who treated Aaron Baines as if he were a superstar, and then suddenly at age 32, Aaron Baines turns into an actual superstar for yeah. the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, it's literally the most improbable story. Um, it, it just goes to show. Well, I, I, I honestly, and, and we're even burying because the number one thing is he made that he made Nate Duncan fill his diaper, um, this year about the the charges I don't know if you saw Nate go on about like what a dangerous play because he's the, on the 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 Baines charge so he Aaron is the one who instigated that everyone getting like very mad about charges that entire very stupid chapter of online um, and uh, yeah that's the um, so so that he's a king for that as well do um, you imagine if like I mean, shout out to, I mean, shout out, shout out to Zanny, um, on this one. But like he, he posted that tweet that was so good about the Like, like screens. Like if, what if we were all just like, we should get rid of screens. It's a dangerous play the play that George, yeah. uh, Gordon Hayward broke his hand on. Like no screens in the NBA. That's exactly what this, the fucking stupid, no screens thing. And no screen, uh, no charges is stupid. Get rid of it. Fuck to that. I hate it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I got I got too mad. No, it's fine. I get it. Keith Smith owned you online, so you gotta get yeah. get him this roundabout yeah, way. Um, he, yeah, he's probably... not my account anymore. This is Keith's been running the account for some time, and directly, uh, directly, uh, you know, DMing my wife. So Keith, stop DMing my wife. Um, we're going about this a roundabout way. We usually talk Celtics before getting into into the NBA. Um, uh, let's. Yes. Uh, but uh, now we're now we're talking NBA. What? Anything else you want to you want to bring up like NBA wise is there anyone who's like really, really impressed you or or something like that before we get to the yeah, Celtics? I mean, well I, I mean like I feel very vindicated that like when, when we played Pascal Siakam, I came away from that game thinking like holy fuck, like he's like a like he's like a real all NBA like high tier all NBA guy and he's just kept doing it all year. Like that seems for real. Like like obviously he's probably not going to keep shooting Whatever he is, but he's just it's incredible how much he's developed, you know, like like, I was, like J- Jalen Brown's come a long way and Pascal Siakam's come like almost as far like the, the like, coming into the year. It was like, OK, are like the Raptors going to like start from scratch and like sell for parts and they have like a good chance to have like Siakam could be the best player in pretty much any playoff series that's not against the Bucks. Like, is that crazy for me to say that? Like, no. Um, he's uh, yeah, he 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 defends. He can run pick and roll now apparently, and like shoot threes off the dribble. Um, so, um, and uh, we're he's he's probably not done getting better. Um, that's kind of the crazy thing about him. I I, yeah, we're gonna have to uh, continue to monitor it. Uh, a couple shout outs. Uh, John Morant looks awesome. It's interesting that like um kind of uh jaron jackson jr has been sort of mitigated this year as like jaw has risen um which is because obviously as celtics fans you know we sort of have a little bit of a morbid um uh, monitoring of the of the grizzlies and for you know pick purposes but you know the grizzlies are kind of fun like they've got brandon clark they've got like uh, Bossman, uh, Jay Crowder. Yeah. No, by the way, now. no like, reason Brandon Clark should have fallen that low. Everyone knows yeah, that. but it. That which knows is, that. makes it more bizarre that he did. So, like, like, and so it's it's interesting to me that like because John Morant was kind of the one I thought was going to be slow yep. to get like the Grizzlies. Like, he's he's like skinny he and he couldn't play develop. defense and he couldn't shoot last year at Murray State yeah. and he had like a weird hitch in his jumper and for her for him to come out, um. And just be—I don't. I'm sure, like the advanced the guy, stats are yeah. super kind to him right now, but um, you know, you're not, you're not really even looking <laughs> for that for like a rookie point guard. You're just kind of looking for does he have flashes? Yeah. When he has ten flashes a game.
4: Yeah, uh, no, Efren wants to come seen it.
0: on. All right, yeah, bring Efren in. Bring him in. Bring also, uh, Trey Young, amazing. Yes. Um, actually, beyond amazing. Yeah.
4: Um.
0: Uh, he's been dead. Uh, he's been I, I was I was not he was another guy who's kind of blown to me. I really yeah. did not think Trey Young was gonna be very good and he's just it's kind of crazy that Trey Young is probably exactly who the thought, Hawks thought he was going to be and they still yeah. probably lost that trade. <laughs> What's up, Efren? Hey, yeah, not too much. We got a two man uh, pod going and you've you've come in to bolster <laughs> our numbers. Um, Efren, um, which player has imp- pressed you the most this year, non-Celtics. We're going to get to Celtics in a second.
5: Probably Andrew Wiggins. Um,
0: oh. Uh, you, you, were, you were you you were kind of a little early on the train. You were, like, saying, hey, he's, like,
5: he's, uh, he's better now. And I don't know. I just think anyone <laughs> – I, I never thought <laughs> he was, like, the worst person to have on the team. I think he's an awful second option. But um, he was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's been – Kind of good. It's kind of crazy. I'm just very much not used to it. And but I mean, I forgot what I was listening to today. But apparently, this is a thing that he does like every year, where like the first month or two of the season, he's actually a real basketball player. And I just like I like basketball players to grab a rebound. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he's
0: been doing that. Um yeah. he's been Getting assists too. Um, I I guess he must still be like really working hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it's well, like a lesson, like never write off. Like, an elite athlete. Actually, if i take it, it well, it back. Even if it Vane. takes five years. We've we, oh, we talked about him. We've talked about him, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about... Uh, well, I, I'm also kind of uh, from the same draft class, Jabari Parker. Um, been not not terrible um, in Atlanta. Like, yeah. also enjoying like, a career year. Um, given not in the same role, he's, like, pretty deep on there. But it looks like Jabari might be able to like stay in the NBA, which was yeah. something that was not a guarantee... Yeah.
3: Well, uh, he's, he's a a little, I mean, his
0: career got a little derailed by injuries. It, yeah. You know, who knows yeah, how he'd it, had to be if, if that didn't happen. All right. Two let's ACLs.
5: talk. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, he had the two ACLs in both yeah. knees, right? Yeah. yeah, they, that's yeah not, like, that, it seems that's like anybody, no matter how much confidence you have, that's going to mess you up.
0: Difficult. Yeah. Not that he was, like, super promising. Well, I guess he was a little promising beforehand, but uh, obviously that became really? Giannis' team. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk uh, Celtics. Um, it's been a while. Uh, they are 9-1. and one. Right now, I believe the last. Yeah, time... I feel like I feel like we haven't really we did the we did the weird joke episode last time. I mean, very serious episode last time. So we haven't really discussed the Celtics being good. I think the other time we did a show was when they lost. Like the last time we talked about the Celtics yeah. seriously on the pod, they were zero and one. Well, everyone's right? talking about the Celtics. Everyone's got their theories. What can we offer to our audience that? Is at least somewhat approaching original thought. I mean, the thing that I believe is anyone—I don't—I'm not as plugged in as I used to be, so I don't—I don't see what the discussion points are as much. But like, I think the the free throws are clearly a big part of this. The Celtics attack the paint and get to the line so much more. Part of that's Jalen Brown. Part of that was the reemergent Gordon Hayward before he got there, and a lot of that's Kemba like versus Kyrie. And I think it really does make sort of a night and day difference when you can just get free throws instead of missing a layup, um, bitching about the no call while the other team gets a uh, five on four fast break the other way, usually gets points out of it. Like that's going to, that's the real strength of free throws is, you know, these missed shots, you can't, it's also a little bit defensive. It stops the possession. It stops that, you know, that, Five on four fast break from coming the other way that you know happens sometimes when you don't get free throws or you try and finish around contact if you you know if you miss it. So I think that's probably my number one thing, and I think that has a lot to tie in with like both the new additions and the improvements that um, you know some of the young guys have made, like Jalen Brown, and uh, you know some of the other and you know the new additions like Kemba. I would say my the main thing. I would point to is just the no more fucked vibes. There is no fuck vibes. Yeah. Just not, no, not having also the ball stoppers on the team. Like it's kind of the thing that we've been calling for for a while. Like move the ball. Like we don't have, you know, uh, Mook and Rozier and Kyrie anymore and everyone's happy. And the roster isn't terribly overcrowded. Um, obviously Gordon, you know, playing like an all-star, legitimate all-star, which he has been until, you know, the terrible, weird, broken hand thing. That was obviously huge. Um, And then quality play out of Daniel Tice and Robert Williams. Uh, everything, and Brad Wannaker.
5: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are bringing up free throws. Brad. Quality play from uh, Tice and Robert Williams. Those unfortunately sound like things that, like, I would probably bet on not sustaining. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, really? the Celtics, okay. even, even when, I mean, the last time the Celtics were any good at shooting, at getting to the line was with Isaiah Thomas. I think that, you know, this team, well, I think most teams probably take, like, that identity from the leader. And hopefully, I think maybe the only thing, because it's the same team, right? Why would we be getting more free throws aside from the the switch from Kyrie Irving well, to... Jalen's been getting Kevin. to the line a ton. Um, is yeah. something I'd point to. I think he's uh, like doubled or tripled his uh, free throw rate. Yeah, um, and also it's, he seems like the kind of guy that should be right. Like the, the way he plays kind of seems that he needs to be getting to the line because he's he's getting more drives, right? He's driving to the basket more. He's getting more opportunities. He, so he so
0: looks amazing. He really does. I really can't yeah. understate how good Jalen Brown looks. I was I was kind of thinking this summer. You know, he hasn't really shown that much skill. Development. He's got, he's become a better player. He's become a smarter player. But in terms of, you know, the ball handling and finishing, he hadn't really taken a leap. And we're seeing it this year. And we're seeing the confidence what take that? a leap. How about the passing? Yes. Too. That too. Playmaking. Like he's making these fucking insane bounce, like, yeah, court bounce passes, <laughs> like regularly now. Yes. It's bizarre. <laughs> like, it's crazy. He rules. Like, he rules. It, I, I did cringe rules, a little bit at, yeah. at the contract when it was offered to him, but yes, I'm now I'm now like that is a that is a fucking bargain. Yeah. Yes. I will, I'm, no, it's, I'm So it's a, happy to eat that. It's, a, it's It's I I agree. And well, also speaking of bargain contracts and improvements and stuff, but also Marcus Smart just like. <laughs> I mean, I know Marcus has, like, hot streaks and stuff like this, but on top of just, like, the, the three-point percentage, um, you know, which is currently at, like, 37% or whatever. Um, I think it's up to it'll 39 probably now, yeah. 39 now? Okay, yeah. Check, me I mean, he was 36 last year. Like, he, he's been steadily climbing. Fun exercise, by the way, everyone. Go look at – um, pick any year of Kyle Lowry's career and look at the Marcus Smart, um, um you know, year – of the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, just
5: compare. Just look at that.
0: Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, 39% from three right now. Yeah, um, yeah that's great. <laughs> we're very lucky to have him. So we love him and we trust him. Yes, we do. I love him and trust him.
5: Yeah, I um, can definitely see a Kyle Lowry trajectory with Marcus Smart. Because, I mean, Lowry yeah. took so long for that shot to turn around. But, I mean, yeah. l- But teams weren't patient with Lowry like the Celtics are with, with, with Smart. So, he's still well, here. I mean, and, the- you know, Houston shipped him out. Using. And they
0: they've got a lot of well and they've got a lot of similar tools too. Like yeah, you know, the, the Lowry is also like Marcus. Um he's the the sneaky the post mismatch that's not a mismatch. Like you know like they're, they're both the fire hydrant guys. I think Smart's a better defender. Um Lowry is a better two point shooter and much better at um free throws at this point in his career getting to the line and also um he's also at a higher assist rate um at at this point so it's not like perfect but It is like um, it is interesting, you know, the, the, the just the shooting and offensive capability. And something else I've really liked about Smart's game, that he's he's sort of brought in the Nash probe as part of his game this year. It happens at least once or twice a game. And it really works well. Like he's really good at it. And he's getting Time Lord tons of like lobs and dunks just by doing that. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, we're yeah. smart. We'll go into the paint. He'll dribble in, and he won't necessarily take a shot. He'll be under control. Sometimes he'll pull it back out. He'll, like, hang around on the baseline with the ball. And he'll usually do it with Time Lord. And, you know, he'll just wait till Rob is at a point where he can just beat his guy and throw it up there. And, it, like, it's worked a lot of the time.
5: Yeah, that's something that Kyrie is a master of. And I bet that, I mean, he'd seen that enough in practice with him that, yeah. Yeah. Because Kyrie did a lot, often too much of that—the probing in and out, going under the hoop, and just taking a look, gauging. Yeah. And also, I think Marcus Smart is probably the best passer on the team. Right. Um. That's something that's often overlooked. Yeah. He. Uh, there, it yes. seems like once again, him or
0: him or Time Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I mean, he Smart has some some great pass, like highlight passes, which is it's it's way too yeah. overlooked. We need to talk about that a little bit more. And just him being able to not be a hole offensively, and
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's awesome. Great. He's no, the perf- I, he's, he literally is the the perfect role player guard right now. He's that's um, what, uh, and I guess that's where I was going is like, like I think I think if Marcus Smart like played like this the rest of the season, and he were a free agent, I think he'd get close to max money right now.
4: I, like, like, I really, really do.
0: Yeah, what team wouldn't love to have? Him? Yeah. That's what I, like. I, he just fits with so many like players and teams. Like if you're if you're a team that has like two stars, like like if the Lakers could do it, like the Lakers would love to. Uh, it's odd, incredibly cursed thought, but like the Lakers would love to pay Marcus Smart max money. So it's just um, it's really impressive. I think Marcus is a huge part of that, and I we kind of glanced over it, but I really think I really think Time Lord is still going to be the one who ultimately decides this team's ceiling and holy fuck like he and like tice has also been really incredible like tice's block rate is something else but just time lord the the per 36 stats on time lord like as soon as time lord can like be get rid of that extra like 25 percent of the game where he doesn't know what's going on or anything when he like is just uh (laughs) fouling giving someone a useless and one because of something weird he did like he's gonna be he's gonna be the the thing that like makes the celtics like a real championship contender i I feel i i know that sounds like hyperbole but like really like there's not really not a lot of no team there's maybe one or two other teams who have the personnel to deal with an engaged um making good decisions robert williams and it's that last part that's gonna decide it
5: yeah
0: he has um he has a ton of gravity inside. You could see, like even in the Dallas game, where he, he immediately dunked it, and then they, you know, Rick Carlisle called the timeout, and he was basically like, "No more time, Lord dunks," um, and <laughs> the, and they they successfully took it away. But it opened up everything else on the perimeter, um, and the Celtics had a nice offensive night. Um, God, Luca was good that game. Oh my God! Yes, he was. Um, I and mean, they still. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I really. It's really starting to feel like the Celtics could uh win something, you know? Yeah. Sorry. All right, we'll see. Um, who said it? Uh Davis Burton is the purest shooter in basketball and he knows how to plot. I say to others in the rest stop bathroom, a SWAT team oh, or just like, Sir, get off the shitter. I cannot and will not until we trade for Davis Burton. Was that where you were going with this, Sam? <laughs> That's the rich man, baby. Yeah, it's
5: the rich man. <laughs> That's where you're going with yeah. that, right? We, we need to get... Yes. Um,
0: he had, like, a sweet move yesterday. He sucked yesterday, but uh, <laughs> or, but he had a sweet move where yeah. he did, like, a step back and got it to Beal um, for a cut. He's, uh, he's, he really is, like, liquid scowl. Like,
3: <laughs>
0: like he's just, like, very... Like, like keep it. He's just, like, smooth. But like his face is smoother than Scowl. He looks like if you put Scowl through like a Skyrim generator, like character <laughs> generator. Like. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, I would just love to have. I, I don't know. He's he is one of like he's probably the best big man shooter in the NBA right now. Is that besides like Cat or like anyone who's like a real All Star? He's probably the best one. Wouldn't would we say? Like, it would be nice there. to. Be drawing Joel Embiid out of the paint, right? No? Just me? Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, and, and you know, uh, his contract works with Cantor's contract. contract. Yes, the Celtics only have one problem on their team. Who said it? He knows he can't guard me. He was screaming for help when he was down there. It was just bad. Maybe his brace was too tight if he thought he could guard me down there. Anyone <laughs> was, know? Was that Cantor dunking on someone? When he was- <laughs> No, that is Jalen Brown talking about Isaiah Thomas. (laughs) God, Jalen, come on, man. Let's leave leave Isaiah alone. It's good. It's a good bit, those two. Leave leave Isaiah alone. Crying Brittany, girl. Who said it? I don't know what it is, why I keep getting kicked in the groin. You all know. That's smart. Smart. Yeah, smart. It is crazy. That he is getting his t- kicked in the dick so much this year, but hey, um, that's all I got. Anything uh, you guys want to get off your chest before we wrap up? Uh,
5: no, I mean just going back to uh, going back to Robert Williams real quick in that conversation. I'm I know Haley O'Shaughnessy wrote about it, and it's kind of really out there now, but the uh, the Marcus Smart against centers thing is like real. Right. Like this is a real thing now. I know it was like Mm -hmm. situational at first, but now it seems like it's a clear advantage pretty much every time because just out of the, when you look up and down the rosters, it would seem like Chris steps Porzingis would have a field day against the Celtics pretty much every time they met up. And then, yeah. And then this is the game where Cantor plays, you know, and and he doesn't, he can't do anything. And it really is Marcus smart. And, and I often think about what are the Celtics going to do? Maybe they do need time Lord. I mean, it's not a stretch to say, like we were saying earlier, that South Coast go as far as Time Lord takes them. But I mean, when you have to deal with teams that are starting Embiid and Horford, and whenever you get that kind of matchup, I mean, yeah, I dare say Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. The <laughs> yeah. the inclination is is that oh, we're gonna get smoked if they got to deal with Cancer. But no, if Smarts out there, it's real, man. It's real. This guy defense well, center and on
0: top of that, the, the Grant Williams, the like Grant's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's bringing like Grant's such a weird player and I, I finally figured it out yesterday why grant is so interesting because he's just absolutely absorbed semi ogile's role like yeah. he's doing like exactly what like semi is on this team to do to be like the you know four and a half um on the team that like takes big guys and is just big and muscular against you know and gets in their rebounds and maybe shoot to three every once in a while and probably misses it. But like it, it's, you know, that that's kind of what the, the, the plan is. And yeah. then do, are you guys worried about Grant's shot at all? I'm not really, no. but um, I mean, you can't get any worse, it seems to be a so. topic of discussion.
5: Yeah. It's bad, but I think that I've actually been impressed with him on the offensive end. I think he's one of our better offensive big men already, as far as when it comes to everything, but shooting the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sc-
0: screen setting, yeah. popping out, finding the open guy, yep. keeping the ball moving. Correct. I mean, he literally can't shoot anywhere. So we have nowhere to go but up from here. He's been <laughs> right. solid already. So like, yeah, I'm I'm low on battery. Guys, um, anything okay. you want to plug? Sam, how's the, how's the deadspin gig going? Oh, uh, that's, that's, uh, well, we actually, it's the, the toller, uh, with that uh, Pinochet media properties. Uh, we're going to have another, uh, post tomorrow. We've got some good stuff coming out. Um, uh big big Blarco, um uh, big Blarco capitano uh, who came over from another uh, well-known uh, men's humor website um he might be having his uh, first post tomorrow so uh if you want to go on any of that go to uh patreon um the Toller, and uh you know give us some money and try and do uh at least a post a week on there uh definitely not a parody of the ringer um it's not just me writing a bunch of different shit um from different made-up I'm um, psychotic parts of my personality. It's uh, it's uh, the whole staff of people, and it's real. Uh, this is we, we forgot to introduce the show, but this is the ATO show. Um, and that was uh, <laughs> introduce <laughs> the show exactly at the end. Yeah, the upside down so, show where we do everything backwards. Yeah. Uh, and we want to thank you all for Sorry, tuning all right. in. We'll be back whenever we do this next. We'll see you then.
5: See ya.
1: I've been a Tatum skeptic for a while. Tatum skeptic. I've been a Tatum skeptic for a while. I've been a Tatum skeptic for a while. Tatum. I've been a Tatum skeptic for a while. 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 While.